Welcome to another Grimdark Tales podcast episode. Hello. Welcome, uh, Jordan, to your own home where we're recording this podcast. Thanks. It's great to be here. I think so as well. Mm. Us being here, it's great. Um, it's been just a, a quick minute since we've done our last podcast. Yeah, it's been a couple days. It's been at least two days. Um, dare I say longer? Uh, and I do dare. So the topic that I thought would be kind of interesting to talk about, this has been sort of ruminating in my brain. I actually don't have many congealed thoughts about it yet. So I thought this would be a fun way to, uh, maybe, you know, solidify some theories and, and just thoughts about the state of eighth edition right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, the, the, topic that I thought would be an interesting one is the discussion of troops choices in the game right now. So generally speaking, it seems like, uh, at least in the competitive scene, and I think it's trickled into other ways that the game is played. Troops are often taken as uh, sort of just attacks mm -hmm. in order to fulfill uh, detachments and then receive more command points. Yeah. So troops become this sort of cheap, uh, or hopefully cheap way to just accumulate, you know, five extra CP real quick. And then you can use these stratagems to buff the units you actually care about taking. Right. Um, which to me, my initial thought is that's definitely a sad state of affairs i mean yeah, those poor troops those poor troops nothing should first of all nothing should feel like a waste when you're yeah. assembling a list and then also um you know if a unit feels that underwhelming uh on in the game it's like gray knights. yeah yeah gray knights well and 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 troops in so many forces troops are the supposed to be the backbone of the army yeah. and then they're augmented by these specialist auxiliary units right. you know like right but on the table a lot of times the troops sort of um they fall short <laughs> they do and you just end up having to take your you take your elites units yeah because your troops just don't really do a whole lot that's true so we've got something like obviously the loyal 32 are sort mm -hmm. of the most glaring example of um an incredibly cheap uh, three troop slot. Yeah. That and two HQ really. It's an entire contained battalion that gives you five CP, and the whole thing costs, you know, pennies. Yeah. Um, or peanuts even. Yeah. I mean, that's why I play guard because I just go on eBay. Yeah. And I'm able to send someone a couple of peanuts. Yep. And I packing got peanuts a fully even. Painted list back. I just said keep a couple of the packing peanuts yeah. you were going to use. Yeah, just send me the. Just models. send me those guard. Yeah, yeah. Just send me the guard. Yeah, and that's got my whole army free. That's well, you know, minus a couple of peanuts, but right. it's a. But they weren't mine. It's a small price to pay, it really. Um, usually, you're already getting those peanuts from mm -hmm. another shipment, and you can't recycle them, so it's a pain. Exactly. Uh, it's just. So anyway. Um, 
that's that's obviously the most sort of ubiquitous example right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and while it's really something that seems uh, to be a, a competitive sort of build, it, obviously anything that happens in the competitive scene starts like trickling down into casual play because people see these lists and they go, oh, that's awesome. I want to try that. And then you have casual games running competitive looking lists Mm -hmm. and then you have actual competitive players sort of like you know shaping future metas um and what comes next probably won't be loyal 32 um not not to mention gw to their credit responds to situations like this and it seems like whenever the competitive uh scene is like stagnating a little bit they'll do something to break that current mold and then people have to find a new way to become competitive but that's not even completely the the point i'm making really because the the point extends to casual games and it is do troops hold enough value Mm -hmm. in all the different armies um to be worth uh taking other than as a tax for command points now obviously troops have the very useful um, you know, uh, rule that all of all different armies have where your troops hold objectives, mm-hmm. um, used to be called objective secured. Now they all have their yeah. own rule. Um, but it's the same thing. If you're, if you have even one troops model on, uh, a point on the map and then, you know, the enemy has 300 heavy support choices, your troop is still holding it. Right. Um, that's super useful. And I think it's a great mechanic because obviously it implies the significance of the troops being the core of an army. Yeah. Um, And I get that there are specialist forces where that doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. Like there are obviously very specialized armies that, um, Jordan, you love like the armored column uh, I do love that. idea for Though the astronaut. At least with the guard, you're, um, if it's in a spearhead, you're only Ross, get that. I was just going to say that. It's awesome. Yeah, that's a great rule. And it's very unique to them because mm-hmm. I feel like there are other armies that are just as likely to take, say, a vanguard instead of a yeah. battalion, mm-hmm. and they don't have access to that rule. Right. Which so is kind of a shame. It's kind of a shame. Like, for example, in the Love last... to see, like, bikers in Ravenwing. Exactly. Uh... Ravenwing should really have a way to still generate CP without taking troops because, yeah. logically, their entire force could... Like, their troops are bikers, right. really. And the Loyal 32. And and let's not forget a Loyal 32. And, and a Castle and Knight. And a couple of Blood Angels captains. Smash captains, yeah. exactly. And no Ravenwing. No, there wouldn't, they would be a... That, at that point, the tax unit. Yeah. The, the Ravenwing right. are the tax. You don't bring that in your Ravenwing no, list. No, that's a bad mm-hmm. list. You made a bad list. You made a bad list. Um, put a, put a, Raven ring, a Ravenwing Put a Ravenwing on, on it. On, <laughs> put a Ravenwing corpse on the Knight's base. And call it a Ravenwing Yeah, yeah. That's, that's as much as you list. want. That's a winning list right there. And it'll look great. great. Yeah. Um, but I just thought maybe this podcast would be a cool, um, you know, just a, a chance for us to maybe just go through the existing armies and talk about which ones do sort of make good use of their troops mm-hmm. and which ones suffer for having to take them. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously, horde armies, I think, make pretty 
extensive use of their troops yeah. in a useful capacity. Yeah. Um, but there's there are some armies and and definitely space marines where mm-hmm. tactical marines and intercessors really should be the backbone yeah. of a space marine army for the most part, unless they're a specialist attachment like Deathwing or Ravenwing or something like that. And so often people just take 15 scouts or yeah. something to just the bare minimum points and then pour everything else into their other stuff. Yeah. And that's a fault, I think maybe of codex balance and the fact that the space Marines codex feels weak now compared to newer books. The, the space Marines one is interesting because I think, um, I feel like the tactical Marine is great in the sense that like, I always loved them in seventh Mm -hmm. because they were so, versatile yeah and they felt pretty resilient mm-hmm. um with how the ap system worked then oh yeah um, yeah yeah without the diminished armor right. save and like they're always getting those two saves you know your ap i can't two remember or ap3 yeah, weapons your AP, um your low ap weapons to get past it was pretty significant yeah um and they've got the options for heavy weapons special weapons all that yep but now in 8th edition, I think they, for their points, they um, they just get removed too easily. Yeah. The Intercessor, I don't think, has that problem with two wounds. Yep. Um, for their points, it's it's enough, I think. Yeah, I think um, so too. Because we're they now, like 17 points? Something like that, yeah. And their weapon has minus one. Yep. And with the new bolter rule you're like okay that's not bad the boulder drill rule is really good for intercessors yeah, specifically because they've got that 30 inch range so you you can get away with not moving yeah um whereas a tactical marine i think you're not going to get that much use because yeah it's only six inches but like that that's the difference between having big, to move in your first turn yeah, it's a, a lot of six inches. yeah it's a, um, a big six inches because if you're thinking yeah. about if you're playing like long way on the table or whatever, yep. Okay, maybe not as big of a deal because you can sort of make your opponent come to you. Mm-hmm. But if you have to move, if you have to move forward in like um, the shorter deployment to really yeah. maximize your first turn shooting, yeah. Um, and then you lose it, kind of a bummer. Whereas your intercessors, you can like 30 inches, you're going to have range on something at 30 inches. If you deploy, you know, center forward, um, you're going to be in range for shooting twice. And that's awesome. Yeah. Um, that all that said though, um, I think the intercessor falls down because they don't have any versatility. I know. They're just so, the just the bolt rifle or yeah. variant. And I'm really, really hoping that in the future what we'll see is as new Primaris models come out, um, I'm really hoping that we'll see things like heavy weapons. Yeah. Even if they're the classic heavy weapons, I don't think there's anything wrong with an intercessor with a heavy bolter. Yeah. Or, you know, a melted gun or whatever. Um allowing the hell a hell blaster or whatever, that weapon to be carried by an intercessor. Yeah. Um because even if you could run um, we shouldn't go too deep into this, but well, no, it's yeah, um, because like we could talk forever, but yeah, even if you could run like you know, one plasma intercessor, yeah, in your intercessor squad yeah. with your that auxiliary grenade launcher and a few bolt guns, mm-hmm. that'd be awesome. Because as it is, it's like I think in a way they suffer like even more 
So than the guard do in each unit being so specific to its role that it's yeah. really easy to target the unit you want to remove. Yeah. If you're like, I want to remove their like anti, you know, medium and heavy infantry, I'll target the hell blasters. Right. And then if I want to remove their horde control, I'll target the intercessors. Mm-hmm. And there's no like, oh, I have to chew through three intercessors before I get to the two hell blasters yeah. in the unit. The actual um, danger. Yeah. Right. Which I think that's what creates like a challenge for your opponent. Yeah. Um, so I think that is why to me, space Marine troops sort of are in a spot. That's not the most like inspiring. Yeah. It's, it's a tough spot. And then when you look at scouts who are cheaper, Mm -hmm. but because they have the, um, the rules where they can deploy differently. And then on top of that, if you give them camo cloaks, um, if they're in cover, they're getting a, um, you know, a... they do get quite expensive though with camo cloaks. Yeah, I know. Um, they start. They actually think are the same price as an intercessor. As an intercessor, yeah. Um, with camo cloaks, if I'm remembering right, I or can't maybe remember. that's with sniper. Rifle I think it's with sniper rifle cloaks. and camo. Yeah, which at that point they become like a different kind of unit. I, I with think that new Primaris sniper unit. Oh my god! Coming up, I want. They I want to see so the rules cool. for that so they badly. Look so cool. They look amazing. Um, but um, it's inter- I mean, I think that you know, there's there's value in us sort of branching out the space, talking about space marines as a this multifaceted thing because space marines are such a huge, like half the factions are space marines essentially. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think basically the the one faction that sort of has a way to compensate for everything we're talking about is Death Watch. Mm-hmm. Um, because, first of all, special issue ammunition makes their firepower it, incredible. It them from, like, a unit that you're like, oh, maybe fine, to a, a unit that's insane. Yeah. Just, just the difference of going from, you know, strength four or minus one, okay, being able to just universally wound on two up with minus one, Yep. Okay. And re-rolling ones because of mission yeah. tactics. Yeah. And like, yeah. Yeah. And how easy it is to get a, a unit that re-rolls all hits. Because to do yeah. that, Space Marines need to um, pay, what is it, two or three CP? I think it's three CP for, for the, the chapter, chapter master upgrade. stratagem, yeah. Which so, is... And which you can't... Which is horrific. That's so many CP for it's, an army that doesn't have a lot of CP. The, I love I love that stratagem. Oh, it's great. It's just three CP in an, a space marine army is insane yeah. to try to And you're already justify. You're paying. I mean, the points actually have come down, to be fair, quite a bit. Yes. For space marine captains and stuff. So now it's like, okay, I would rather see it as like a, you know, one, maybe two CP or like just make it a, a points upgrade or something. I don't know. Something, something like that, yeah. But three CP in an army that is maybe going to have... Eight on average eight yeah it's, and then all their other well we don't need to go there all the so, other stratagems are so overpriced that that it hurts even more right exactly so there's there's but that so bad i guess that you don't actually need your cp uh so. that's that's true when the strats aren't worth using <laughs> yeah. then you sure well burn three master. on chapter master yeah i've actually always thought that's like at least worth considering because that's a really yeah. strong um, stratagem and like and yeah but talk about this the, contextually yeah. yeah and i was gonna say another thing about the death watch that offsets this 
is that they can take mixed units mm. of intercessors now. So mm. you can put Hellblasters in an intercessor unit. You can do exactly yeah. what you were just what, saying. Yeah. And, and it's so Not only are you cool. is that a thing, so cool. which is incredible, but then your intercessors are using still using special issue ammo. Yeah. So there's really no wasted there's right. no chaff in that unit. Right. Like every everything you put in it has potential because special issue ammo is so strong. Mm-hmm. Um but they're I, the only Ones, it would make a big difference. Yeah. Yeah, it would make but a difference. But that's like but that's a that's a simple fix and like maybe we'll see it in the future. Sure. Obviously we can't see special issue ammo on all things. But just No, to be able it to makes throw sense that it's just them. A it's just like, or a you know, a sniper or a heavy weapon of some sort yeah. and, and really have like a squad that feels like okay, this is your main Yeah. like this is your fighting force. Right. This is what the space marines look like. Yeah. Because you know I think right, right at first they couldn't even have like a you know a power sword on the side you know oh yeah they That's yeah classic. they didn't even have that I mean like the or chain sword on the side I think at least for the like shooting weapon loadouts that it was supposed to be like they were bringing back um, right. heresy era tactics because yeah. like that's how their squads were organized or something like that. I know I didn't play yeah. Horus Heresy, but I remember the fluff saying something like that were intentionally and we all know how well that went. Exactly. That didn't cause any problems. No. We're not dealing with the repercussions of that 10,000 years later no. at all. So, okay. So there's we've gone over um the sort of generic space marines. Yep. Um we've gone over the the way that Death Watch improves on that and mm-hmm. and makes up for like basically all the pitfalls of yeah. space marine yeah. issues right now because i think death watch have actually with um chapter approved have actually become like competitive level even as a mono yeah. list army which is something i didn't potential i didn't think space marines any space marines would be doing that yeah. but they really so there's there's that and then um you know there's things like uh if you combine the bolter discipline rule with um, like the dark angels um, rule mm-hmm. where if they stand still, they reroll ones to yeah. hit. That's great. Yep. Um, so then like intercessors do become valid on blood angels and um, space wolves. It's an interesting problem because you don't use tactical Marines as an assault unit, mm-hmm. but that if you make troops, the backbone of your army, then you're taking a bunch of units that you don't want to bother getting that plus one to wound because right. then you've already right. failed you to use them correctly. Yeah. So it's I'm not I'm not saying tactical marines can't do work in combat. It depends on what you're fighting, but yeah. they're not designed for it. And yeah. um, well, I think that's that just goes back to like how tough it is to really make the fluff and the and the rules work because in um, well, I'm thinking of, I think it's Pros- Prospero Burns, maybe, mm-hmm. the novel about the Space Wolves. It's yeah. like the book seems to be about all the Space Dream books, interestingly, like the squads do seem totally mixed. Like yeah. there's a guy in a tactical marine squad who's just wearing Terminator armor. I know, they're like and so like, random. Yeah. yeah. And it's awesome because it's like the Space Wolves are just great in all situations yeah they're great at close quarters fighting but like they're just you know they're just warriors or whatever yeah yeah yeah. um whereas on the table you're like you're taking thunderwolf cavalry 
and Wolfen, and right. that's it. Because like, you know, I mean, on the table, there's no real benefit to you in a competitive game, right? Of taking um, intercessors, tactical wins, wherever. Whereas in a, in stories, yeah, you know, they're awesome, yeah, because they're gonna get in there in a story in 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 a in in like a novel a gray wolf tactical marine is like an incredible warrior and you could see him just taking down tons of enemies in combat yeah when once he's forced into that situation but obviously he's a fearsome ranged combatant too but the the fluff of space marines is always you know, yeah. felt. Well, the fluff has always been that they're good. And right. the crunch has typically been that they suck. <laughs> they're bad. Yeah. So. It's tough. It's a yeah. tough situation. I feel like. I honestly, though, I kind of feel the same about um, Guard. Because, mm. like, in the stories, like, like I was reading the Striken books. Mm-hmm. Um, not to segue into Guard if you had more. Ideas. No, no. We but, can go into Guard now if you want. Um, In the Striken books, like the. Katachins are, and they're awesome. Yeah, like they're stealthy. And An individual Katachin, like they can sh- they can hit a, they can hit a target. Yeah, in a book, they're capable. Where in the game, like you're never, they're e- not. You capable. will never ever roll a hit with an Imperial Guardsman <laughs> because every army is going to have minus seven built in. Like, yep, you know, Guard infantry to me are interesting too because I know like on a lot of YouTube channels that I, I watch of bat reps and like you know forums I read and stuff. Mm-hmm. Not, I don't read a ton of it anymore because I'm just not that concerned with it. But people's feelings seem to be like, oh, guard are too cheap, and then right. And I've never totally understood that because yeah, it seems to me that they're getting like at one point when the Codex first came out. Yeah, I think that guard infantry were very. They're they're very good mm-hmm. um, because of like what they brought to the table yeah. in in utility. Um, but people will talk about like oh well like you get in close and you do first rank fire set like that's not really enough shrug. to like, compensate. A you're not going to get close yeah. because you're going to have been killed before you get in twelve inch range. <laughs> B like you get there and you miss seventy percent of your shots yeah. and then you fail to wound with seventy percent of what's left. And then your opponent gets an armor save. Yeah. And it's like, you know, sure, you only spent 50 points on the unit or mm-hmm. whatever, 40 points on the unit. But, like, yeah. you also didn't do anything. Right. I think... I think I, you, To be clear, I love guard infantry. Yeah, I, I do still too. think they bring a lot of utility. Yeah, I was just going to say the utility of a guard infantry yeah. is what makes them valuable. The fact that you can so cheaply afford... 100 guardsmen and then you're swamping the table they can run so fast which i i've heard like lawrence on tabletop tactics like rags on that i don't know how fast they move if he's sincerely annoyed by it or if he just thinks it's funny oh yeah but i'm always i always want him to stop because i don't want games workshop to be like oh it's too much i really hope games workshop doesn't pull that back i think it's awesome because it it gives that it gives that unit utility yes but it also like as a guard player the tactical possibilities are what make that army interesting right because they're not like you can't hit with your like you have a ton of guns but you can't hit (laughs) Um, yeah you can't you don't have any combat like but at least you can do these weird things like try to be clever and outfox your opponent and like sprint 24 inches with your guardsmen and suddenly you're on the other side of the table on an objective yeah we played an incredible game i'm gonna do a a quick uh 
story here. Um, we we played this incredible game. Jordan was playing uh, against um, was it Rick and myself? Yeah, you and Rick, you we were, were combined Tau forces tau, yeah. against an Astro Militarum force that Jordan brought, and the game was actually very close. And it kept we were really whittling each other down, yeah. and then. Um, Rick had brought two ghost kills, which he named due to this game's performance. He named them Bebop and Bebop and Rocksteady after the henchmen and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles because they were so incompetent. Um, there, so basically there was a, there's a, a spot on the table that had to be held. There's objective three. Objective three. And, and you had a 10 man infantry squad Mm -hmm. on it. Um, Rick went over, he poured everything he had from these two ghost kills, um, killed a few of them, charged them, killed a few more. Morale took a few. Um, I remember you using CP to make yep. them not run yeah. when you could. And I think that was also back, that was Index days, I think. Yeah. And I was running Commissars at the time as well. When Commissars had like Purpose. real function, yeah. So... Basically, uh, it was at least three turns straight where this two ghost kill team would just wipe a 10 man unit of guard with everything they had combined firepower and close combat. And then the next turn, a guard unit from across the table would run, run, run <laughs> and get onto the objective yeah. and take it back before. Yeah. I think, I think it was the, defend objective three. the card was defend objective and you three. You had to get it to pull ahead on point. Yeah. And you just, <laughs> you just... wouldn't let it happen. But it was awesome. And it was incredible because and the one it the felt... game was first rank fire, second rank fire. <laughs> I poured last gunshots into the ghost kills. Doing a total of no wounds. Yeah. No, I, I didn't do that. No, you didn't do that. You ran, ran, works. ran. And you, you, you got on that objective every turn and you just held it against us every turn, prevented us from defending it. And in that way, that made the, those guard worth their points. Right. And it was worth losing all of them because yeah. that's a lot of points for two ghost kills. And yeah. they were, you know, that was such a funny matchup of yeah. units. Cause, and, and the thing, the thing for me is because People say like, oh, the guard should go up like a point or two or whatever. Mm. At that, throwing a unit away like that, which like, obviously in like ethical terms, it was a shame. But in game terms, you sometimes have to do it. Yeah. Also, the for, Imperium wouldn't no. ever have qualms about it. I like doing to it. think that like my, well, I like to think that my <laughs> men were making a choice. A sacrifice. A noble sacrifice. What had to be done. Yeah. Um. But so at 40 points for a 10 man unit or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, and I often um, will run them with like a last cannon or something like that, um, you know, so six points or whatever. But at 40 points for a 10 man unit, oh, I can stomach that. Yeah. If I'm paying 50 or 60 points for a unit that I know from the outset of the game will not inflict a single casualty on the enemy, will be like mowed down with a mean look. Yeah. And is going to like, if they don't break when they lose someone, then the commissar is going to come and kill everyone left in the unit. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's a garbage unit in terms of, like, its output. Yeah. You're taking it for the utility. Right. And, like, I, it's good. It would be difficult for me to stomach paying, you know, 60 points. Yeah. For that unit. Yeah. Um. So I hope they stay the way they are. Guard infantry, I think, are one are a squad that, for me, it's like, well, obviously you need to take them because they're the only 
think they're the only they're the choice. only troops choice yeah um well tempestus i guess but oh yeah that's right that's kind of tempestus are great tempestus like are awesome tempestus yeah. are kind of a, one of those troops choice where there's not a whole lot to like because they've about. got the versatility yep they're affordable yep they um, have the the deep strike function. Yeah. They ha- have uh, access to special weapons. Perfectly, they're for, pointed perfectly for what they can do. They're yeah. they're capable of hitting things. Yeah. They um their armor's better. Their leadership is better. Yeah. And yeah, they're. I do. I also think to be clear, I think guard infantry are also pointed perfectly currently. For what they do. Yeah. I, I think really would. I think it would be a shame to see them go up in points. Unless something else changed. Yeah. Um, like if, if guard infantry went up a point, but like the heavy, the cost of heavy weapons came down and mm-hmm. special weapons came down significantly. Yeah. I'd be interested. Yeah. Because the pointing of, of their special weapons is pretty weird in my opinion. Mm. Um, like a las cannon. I'm pretty sure a las cannon for an Imperial Guardsman is the same points as a las cannon for a space marine. Which yeah, like, which obviously the function isn't going to be the yeah. same since the ballistic skills worse. But yeah, because I think it's when last cannon is forty points or something now on mm-hmm. space marine vehicles, which would mean yeah, and like also you know uh, I thought a great change to the um, tanks. Just speaking of heavy weapons, briefly, yeah, um, was that the plasma cannon came down on Lehman Russell? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And that was like oh awesome. Okay, yeah, now I can really consider taking the plasma cannon, mm-hmm. but. The plasma cannon is now like barely more expensive than a heavy bolter. Right. Which I think speaks to the heavy bolter being, being super too expensive, yeah. Because it's awful. Heavy bolters you take it very rarely it do cool. work. They're awesome. Like yeah. you've, you've, They're you so know, cool. a heavy bolter on an infant in an injury squad, awesome. Yeah. An auto cannon as well, really cool. Yep. Um I love the weapons teams. I know. Um, They're I so love cool. the idea of it. Yeah. Um, so that's that's an interesting thing I think about Imperial Guard squads too is because they're so cheap that when you put a heavy weapons team mm-hmm. in there it's kind of obnoxious it's so obnoxious to try to get to it and it's so <laughs> and dangerous can, like, potentially and the fact that you can merge your infantry squads with a CP yeah. it's like this never ending ablative wound Which situation I have to say regarding that mm. I've seen so many like things on again I'm sure anyone listening to this <laughs> has probably thought of this as well because it seems like a lot of the people in our discord are like pretty experienced savvy people yeah but i see so often in like tactical discussions of guard people are like oh don't use combined squad like it's a trap because now you're vulnerable like don't combine squad to false that's insane yeah like i think it's so good when you have like three dudes like you've got your heavy weapon and like your sergeant or your special weapon and why would you not six or seven man squad next combined squad suddenly there's 10 more dudes to yeah. kill before you get so to now that. you've got like eight or nine ablative wounds before you get to those two last cannons yeah. or otherwise like a four or five man ta- like tactical marine squad could have blown them away right now they have to devote you know actual firepower to get at your last yeah. cannon at least like twice as much firepower it's it's yeah it's so much work to try to get through it and the fact that you can take like 10 squads with last cannons in them it's yeah. like you're going to hit sometimes and that's, that's yeah. it does damage. It. And it's, uh, I think that Imperial Guard, Astromal Term, their infantry really are like what infantry should be mm-hmm. like functionally. They're, they're so useful and yeah, they're such a them. core component of most yeah. guard lists. It's For me, like, the thing that would fix, um, that would make me really feel like guard infantry were like, you know perfect mm-hmm. would be some sort of universal change to the rules that um 
basically something that made it so that you couldn't ever not hit. I think that's oh, their the downfall. Sixes would always hit or yeah. something. Yeah. And that's not that's like a different a different podcast. But if I had like if there was one thing that I would say would bring them Yeah. Like would fix them to the point where I'm like, what a that's a great obviously like we said, you have to take them. But yeah. I'd be like thrilled to take them. Yeah, yeah. If I knew that even if I'm fighting like you something know, whatever minus Raven three Guard or Lay Talk or you know, something like that. Yeah. I can hit on a six, even if I had to like move my heavy weapon. I'm not suddenly needing a seven. Yeah. Because um, when you're paying 20 points for a last cannon, which like realistically is what you're probably going to take, because I think the auto cannon is like 14 points or something, and the heavy bolter's eight. And it's like if you're going to pay eight, you may as well pay 14. If you're going to pay 14, you may as well pay 20. Yeah. For, you know, for yeah, like yeah. what you're getting. Right. It's like three heavy bolter shots. Shrug. Yeah. May as well take an auto cannon. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think guard infantry are great. And I think, I don't know that there's really any reason to talk about Tempestus because they're, yeah, they're they just, just Tempestus are just yeah. feel effective. Like yeah. there really isn't much to talk about them other than they're incredibly valid option to take. Yeah. You can actually build armies around them just as easily as you can. And guard they have infantry. the same tactical options that your guard infantry have, but yeah. they're just like enhanced. You're right. Which um, it just feels it feels just right. Right. Then and I actually even really like um Hunchot Lasguns. Like mm-hmm. you know, I know they're strength three, but I do their range I being short is what be is really right. yeah, unfortunate. That is the one thing that kills me about Tempest. I don't understand it. Because you want them to drop in and be in rapid fire range if they're deep strike. That's the thing. I don't want that. That's why Games Workshop made it eighteen. Uh, they knew I didn't want that. They knew that. you didn't want that. Mm-hmm. Well, they were listening. I got everything I wanted. You got everything you wanted. Yeah. Um, well, no, it's weird because if well, you spend the points... when you supercharge a power pack. I always figured that's why they have... get the same strength and yeah. less range. I always assumed that's why they had those enhanced optics on their, on their las guns. Yeah. That's just a spot. It's because they're shooting so close that they need those enhanced optics. It's just it's eye protection. It's just eye protection because, because the, the flare is so the much guns, brighter. Yeah. They need to, to look at them, yeah. their opponents through a targeting scope instead yeah. of directly. Um, yeah. It is really weird. It's really it's weird, weird that the guns have a shorter range. I mean, I, it's not necessarily weird that the guns I have a shorter range, but I do think... I think the designers said somewhere that they felt, and I, I think this is hilarious given all the other things you can do, they felt that being able to drop in and rapid fire and potentially do first rank fire, second rank fire was too strong. But what makes that hilarious to me is that there's nothing stopping you from dropping in a four man plasma command squad and rapid and firing. Rapid fire. Sure, you don't and get first less rank shots, fire, but but even it's like plasma, even within the codex, there's a better option than right. what they were trying to prevent. Yeah. and then you go outside the guard codex, and there's so many units that can drop in. Yeah. Nine inches away and do something a million times worse than yeah. It wouldn't hot shot last gun. Yeah, I mean, like long story short, it wouldn't be too right. strong I to mean, do that. Death Watch veterans, yeah, can deep strike. They can deep strike. They they'll be in rapid fire range when they drop and their in. gun. Is- their guns they could do it with storm bolters. Yeah, and storm shields for that matter, which yeah. are now two points. Yeah, let's yeah but, yeah. <laughs> um, it's great that they're so good, but it does it throws a a. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Death Watch <laughs> should be should that be very good, good, but, but it just casts it makes like other this, space marines yeah. look lame. Yeah, and 
I, I did want to mention before we completely move on from Space Marines that I think Death Guard are mm. kind of a unique um, situation because uh, Plague Marines actually are mm-hmm. very useful. And I, I would say Rubric Marines too. Rubric Marines times. definitely are too. But Plague, Plague Marines have like a bunch going for them. They, they have the implacable advance rule, mm-hmm. so they can actually move like quicker than mm-hmm. their, their move is one inch slower but they have 18 inch rapid fire they can ignore the advancing and firing penalty for assault weapon they they have all this like really cool stuff plus they have access to a bunch of special weapons that Mm -hmm. are unique to them improved toughness their toughness five they have a five up um disgustingly resilient uh they're so much they really are like the backbone of a death guard army and yeah. you should feel good about taking them they're because they're good. good. And then and they're super cool models. Oh, they're incredible models. I'm I'm kind of bummed about the mono pose, but I get yeah. it because of how like yeah. detailed they yeah. are. Yeah, the stuff. more detail, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, death guard I think still winners, especially mm-hmm. with the bolter discipline rule. Mm-hmm. Um rubric marines still winners. The bolter discipline rule brings them really into dangerous territory ap minus two on bolters is really good yeah and on top of that them getting a two up save essentially against damage one weapons and um you know the five up involved and the the fact that there's a space ring army that didn't really benefit hugely was gray knights unfortunately because you're not yeah you're not gonna stand still i mean okay if you take terminators for troops you could tank but at that point you're throwing the game anyways (laughs) So like, they're so expensive for what yeah. they do. I mean, like they did go down in points. It's just not enough. No, it's it's the fact that you're I'm spending. Gonna, I'm gonna play my Grey Knights on the channel soon. Yes, I'm I want that. Do it. And uh, maybe against the Death Guard. And we'll try to make it as fun and fluffy and not one sided a game as we can. Yeah. Um, that would actually be really cool. Grey Knights versus Death Guard. Mm-hmm. And I think because the Death Guard don't have the i actually think that could be a really good pairing because i don't think death guard firepower is like as withering as some yeah. other shooty armies and um the gray knights could potentially like survive to get into combat and yeah. then really mess things up because the d3 damage against things that are disgusting right. resilient is it's really good very helpful, yeah. so it could be i think that could be a really could cool, be cool. Game. um but anyway uh so that's I just wanted to quickly go over like all the space marine factions. Yeah. Um, but there's obviously we've only really talked about Imperium stuff. Yeah. Uh, there's Admech too. I, I think I've always preferred Skitari, um, over like the cult mechanicus, um, you know, the, the breachers and the destroyers. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think they all have function though. I, I those guys yeah. always feel expensive to me. Skitari seem a lot better right now. Yeah. Certainly. I I I don't even run Skitari in like an optimized way. I just mm-hmm. think they're so cool that I I take them. But they're relatively affordable. They're cheap for and having BS three up, is, and they yeah. have access to lots of special. I mean, you can throw three plasma calibers in a ten man. They're, infantry they're squad. assault three. Is that they used to be? Mm-hmm. They're assault two now. Okay. Um, you they used to be crazy. Yeah. Um, we should we should use the admin. I know we have to get them. Well. I need to paint them. Oh, I have to paint so much. Um, and I did also uh, want to mention Krieg really quickly since they'll be on the channel. Um, as a guard 
option. Obviously, they have um, they're immune to morale from shooting, basically, which yeah. I think makes them incredibly useful. That was too powerful as a buff from the that com- you had to from buy a p- from a pointed commissar. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's but interesting. It's just right for free. What I like to do is take Krieg and then also still take commissars mm-hmm. and then make them worse than they are naturally. Yeah. By but if you're not, the, the thing is, if you're not taking, well, the commissars are great for fluff reasons yes. because you're not risking anything in that situation. Exactly. I, I do take a commissar. I, for the fluff reasons I do take, but I, I would have, but the sword broke off my commissar mm, that I spent so long painting. Wonderful. Now he's garbage. Nice. Nice. So they have they have that going for them, which mm-hmm. I think inherently makes them incredibly useful. Plus the fact that they can't take heavy weapons in a squad. Obviously, that's not like a good thing, but it ends up having sort of a silver lining of like you'll never spend that much on them. Yeah. Um, which keeps them super cheap. Yeah. They're better. They have in com- some other options to make up for that. Yeah, they do. So. And and I think um the fact that they have a weapon skill of three up also mm-hmm. makes them super interesting. And they have some different orders that sort of like emphasize that you skill. You know what other guard faction should probably have a weapon skill of three up? G- uh, not Katachins. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I don't I don't want to hear you saying they okay. do. No, that's fine. Uh, so that's most of the Imperium forces for troops. Um, yeah. Knights don't really fall into this discussion yeah, really troops. but um then you know we go into uh like xenos factions we've got i'll start with tau just because mm-hmm. we played i played them recently great troops tau infantry are fantastic mm-hmm. spamming fire warriors is so strong if you give yeah. them a fire blade uh to buff them if you give them the uh, the drone that increases their range by three inches, um, you've got a very long range. I mean, there's, yeah. there's three shots. If you give them that drone, they're three shots, rapid firing at 18 inches Ew. each. Um, and a squad of 10 is 30 shots. That's too much. With marker light support, they're, if it's full, they're hitting on threes, re-rolling ones. Good thing Dark Strider is not an option. Good thing Dark Strider is not there to give them an even better buff mm. and bring uh, make them it easier to wound targets yeah. they're shooting. The fact that they're strength five... Um, it's terrifying. It's so good. I mean, it's just Tower so good. those armies to me that like... I, I know they aren't like top tier competitive top, like topping out at tournaments yeah but i feel like there are some armies that like and tau i think is one that if your opponent isn't like super savvy and hasn't built a really good list yeah that like a, a, a non-optimized tau list can still be very good yeah and like an optimized tau list can cause like just a lot of problems for oh yeah 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 because like you know like for example like um at uh the las vegas open or whatever it was mm-hmm. like a, it was like a pretty normal looking imperial guard list that won one. the yeah and i remember looking at that and thinking like that guy must be really really good mm-hmm. because i was like i'd i would have I'm not, I don't play as much as I used to. Yeah. But I think of myself as like an acceptable guard player. Yeah, when I'm for actually sure. Trying to 
like play the to win the game as yeah. opposed to like you know you play the hell out of guard when you're yeah. playing competitively uh, or playing to win i guess yeah but, yeah and i was looking at the list i was like man like i think if i had faced like some you know even some of the tau lists i'd seen i would have been like nervous yeah um massed tau infantry against yeah. a list like that but to see yeah because like t- yeah because tau are one of those armies where i feel like if i make a mistake yeah it's like oh it's oh, just no. a tower. <laughs> a fire warrior is a f- few points more than an imperial guardsman, yeah, and that's what's wrong. Is the guardsman should be the same points? E- exactly. I think that guardsmen should be more expensive, mm-hmm. so that you're paying the same points for a guy with a five up save and a and a strength three gun with yep. shorter range. Yep, and no way to buff their and shooting. no way to buff their ballistic skill in any way. We're on the same page. I yeah. 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 GW, if you're listening, please fix this. Yeah. No, okay. Not to mention, so you've already got, they have a four up save. Mm-hmm. Assuming you have your Fire Warriors in cover, which I think most Tau players are really good at like putting their Tau, their infantry in like hard points where they're, yeah. they're well defended. So most of them are getting three up save anyway in cover. Yep. You've got a uh, 30 inch range rapid fire, strength five weapon. Granted, their ballistic skill is pants, naturally, but you can buff it in a way that the Imperial Guard can't, which is... I mean, Imperial Guard can get buffs. And Imperial Guard shouldn't shouldn't be able to do that. No, no, they shouldn't. But it's it's the difference, I think, between uh, the Guardsmen, who I think on paper people are like, ooh, it's good because it's so cheap. Yeah. And like the the Tau Fire War, I think, actually lives up to that when you... You're so like, oh wow yeah so you've got all of that on top of that they can take drones which can do all kinds of interesting tactical mm-hmm. support options for them um and they can drones can like help the whole army incredible. like they're they're so functional and then you can give them a missile pod or a, a smart missile system turret and for one cp you can replace that if they displace and they lose their turret, you can give them another one. Granted, yeah. one CP for that might be a lot, but in certain moments, that could be right. really clutch. It's just cool that you can do it. Yeah, it's super cool that you can do it. It's that's, I love the I feel idea. Like that's the Tau book in general. I know. There's so many their options are when so that came cool. Out, I was like, wow, they can do everything. They can do everything. Like if you just if you can dream it. Yeah, the Tau and can like, do you it. You can just be like, well, I don't. I probably wouldn't do that, but I. Maybe I will. Sometime. I know it's it's heresy to say, but I just I appreciate the Earthcast so much for yeah. all the work they do for the Tau, um, and I think that that's what's really cool about their stratagems is so often you can feel their cast system working mm-hmm. to augment each other. Yeah. You get the Earthcast benefiting. I think I've said it before. It's my it's one of if not my favorite codex. Yeah, totally. It's up it's there just for me. So fun. It's up there for me with the Drakari and Harlequins yeah. codexes for like fun and um just feeling right yeah to be clear that's fun for you for me to play them yeah yeah Um, because it's not fun right oh and death watch i think death watch is super cool right no one likes playing against them apparently um but what i was also going to say is that the grenade that we we should talk about grenades a little bit because i think troops so often have some Mm -hmm. sort of grenade um the tau Infantry grenade, the photon grenade, has 12-inch range instead of a 6-inch range grenade, which if you see it, it's like a Frisbee. I think that's why they... I was going to say, why is that? Yeah. I don't look... I think it's like a little... It's like, you know, it's like a little 
vehicle. It is funny it's like a drone. about grenades that the range of a grenade is de- is determined by the grenade and not by the thrower. It's like why odd. can a space marine not throw a grenade farther? Why than... Why can't a Katachin throw a grenade farther than other uh, guard regiments? That's a great point. He's strength four. Anyway, that's true. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so the not only is it twelve inch range, but the function of a photon grenade—it's a grenade d6. But instead of doing damage, if you just hit, the enemy unit becomes minus one mm-hmm. to hit in the next shooting phase. That's so good. Like, yeah. if your army, the whole army has these grenades in your infantry, your whole front line is tossing these things out as the yeah. opponent gets close. It's like. That's huge. That's yeah. and it's grenade D six. It's not like they get one toss. It's like yeah. it's that's so strong. And I, I almost never have even used that. I forget like, about grenades so often. Grenades are so easy to forget about. Another awesome thing about guard infantry is they have that stratagem where they can all throw a grenade. I, I love that. Not only is that just so fun and awesome but if you put that on krieg and you put it on the engineers with the acid bombs that are like ap minus two strength six it's something horrible i can't remember what the stats are but you put that on a whole squad of them and you're throwing these grenades it's disgusting um so anyway tau infantry this is just fire warriors then you also have um breachers Mm -hmm. which breachers have an interesting function I use them, I think, maybe despite my better judgment, because I really like the idea that breachers are like a secondary unit that runs out as the enemy closes ranks and Mm -hmm. sort of like replaces the frontline fire warriors and does like this really coordinated sort of defensive operation, almost like old regiment types or something. that their contacts being punished punished and they just throw them last chancers exactly i don't like that because i don't think tau would really throw lives away but um so often that is what ends up happening is breaches are suicide squad which is that's what makes them weird i think within the context of the codex because yeah you're almost always as affordable as it used to be yeah the devil fish is not really viable anymore to do the whole Put them in a devil fish, right. get them where you need them. Troop transports in general just They're feel... They're gone. Yeah, like... They're useless. So we. I mean, unless you're like... Unless playing, you're Eldar, Dark Eldar Harlequins. Unless because, you're Eldar sometimes. Because those transports are so Those transports are amazing. so good. But I would... I mean, the Wave Serpent is yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, the Wave Serpent. The other two, um, the, the... Star Weaver or whatever. Yeah, maybe the Star Weaver and the uh, Venom are incredibly useful um they're so cheap they're so fast they're minus one to hit they have four atrocious four up or five up invulns um but then um what was i gonna say oh the only other thing i can think of besides those being such obvious choices is like take if you play world eaters and taking rhinos or something like because you just have to get them up the table you just have to but other than that, it's just like draw yeah. pods are dead. Draw like, pods, they're no. u- they're literally a useless thing. They're com- oh, they're awful. I mean, they they do the same thing that basically every other army has access to deep strike now in other ways. Yeah. So you're just paying points to do that now, yeah. and it's and with the units that you don't like that don't matter. Right, because you that. can't put like half your yeah. army in there. Yeah. No Primaris can go in a draw pod because the draw pods are very small. Centurions can't go in them anymore. anymore. They used because to be the able drop to. pod got smaller. 
It's weird that after the Great Rift, all Chaos decided pods. to shrink all the drop shrink, pods yeah. as part of their great plan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, troop transports. <laughs> it's like there's not a lot to say about them. Yeah. But yeah. I so love the like, I love the um, Devilfish. I think it's super cool. awesome. Like the Chimera is one of my favorite. Love the Chimera. I own a couple. They never see the light of day because mm-hmm. they're awful. You know, the Land Raider has other function. Yeah. So I but can see people taking it, but super expensive. It's still so... I feel... Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's Tau. Yeah. Oh, there's Crute, too. I, I I love Crute. I love Crute from a <laughs> fluff perspective. I've thought about doing a Tau army that was just like... Just Crute. Just so Crute heavy. Yeah. Like Crute and Crutox and like maybe some like Fire Warriors on like a few suits or something. Yeah. I mean, that's completely valid. I, I think cool. my... Or do you like a Kroot and Katachin thing That would somehow? be so awesome. That and, could be justified with like the Great oh, totally. Rift somehow. Not only the Great Rift, but the, the way like the that... the nature of town. Kroot are mercenaries that will fight for other armies too. Yeah. Not to mention um, the human colonies on the edge of Tau space are so often just pulled in and... and yeah fought and they fight as you know auxiliaries for the tau so it's completely reasonable to imagine human and crew fighting side by side and obviously katachins and crew share sort of like similar skills yeah. and and you know life experience so but so there's the crew i think it's not like they're useless i mean their guns are all right they're yeah. basically bolters they don't really like fit in the same way yeah synergistically i think that as far as like the fluff of my army, my commander just d- doesn't use crew. It, yeah. You know, for whatever reason, he he chooses to not use them. I think we both know why. He's a racist. Mm. He's a dirty. He's a terrible man. He's rotten racist. Mm. He's not, guys. I didn't write a racist to be my leader. Commander Ashwalker is not a racist. He didn't write it that way. But I didn't write it that way. He just that's how it got a out. life of his own. <laughs> um so things, things just kind of got away from just, you yeah things really took off in a way i wasn't anticipating so that's tau great troops choices mm-hmm. i really don't think there's any reason for them not to want to take troops choice i mean like mm-hmm. i get the idea of wanting to take three riptides if you're being competitive and then you don't want to spend points on troops but like if you know how to use tau infantry there's nothing bad about them they're and i think that's a good point is that it kind of depends on how you're building your list yeah because if you're gonna go troops heavy with tau um or with any army yeah um that that can do it effectively you you want to um invest in it right and i think this actually segues into um necrons i was just gonna talk about necrons next um because i think necrons are a good example of how like if you want to make necron warriors work Mm -hmm. in my opinion then your army needs to be based around necron warriors Mm -hmm. um and i know that i think i've i've heard it said that the immortal is like mathematically more efficient yeah that seems correct to me because Mm -hmm. their save is better their gun is better and they aren't like insanely more points yeah um but i still feel like having like three big blobs of warriors yep each with a ghost arc hanging out with them yep with a lord and a cryptic and an overlord yep i still think that that can be 
I think good. that's actually horrifyingly strong. Like people talk about, obviously people are saying Necrons are like a very low tier army yeah. competitively right or now. Or that what's good is, is like Wraiths and Destroyers. And yeah. that's true. Now granted, Destroyers are amazing. Very wraiths good. are very good. Um, and I can see there are things you just don't want to take. I mean, yeah. Necron, the Necron Codex, I think, struggles more than other books with internal balance. Yeah. Where, like, there are just things that aren't good, like, yeah. or very close to not good. Yeah. Um, like, Doom Scythes seem nearly yeah. useless. Yeah. Doom um, Scythes. Night Scythes. Night Scythes. Uh, the Barges, or whatever. The um, I forget, I'm spacing on the name now. The, the thing I own three of. Annihilation yes, barge. Annihilation barge. Yeah. Terrible. The the Doomsday Arc seems like it could People be good. are talking about it's it. It's become more talked about but lately. But there's so to me, there's so many points for like Yeah. I mean I get it does have actually quite a bit of small arms fire, so like it, yeah, yeah. I get that it has some yeah. double use there but if you're gonna play it aggressively yeah if you're playing aggressively i would say if you're sitting them back they're probably not worth it just the the gun you're paying a lot for that d6 yeah it's it's got some crazy ap it does it's like ap5 or something but But like also the thing is you're going to roll a one or two for the number of shots every time and you'll miss and then you're gonna miss yeah and that's like that's a rule. We joke about it, but that's the reality. It's 90% like, of the time. Like, it's I swear just how it is. to goodness, it's 90% of the time. It's like what I, the the one or two games I fielded my Vindicare Assassin, and he just missed all game. Like, every time. Like, he's hitting one. on twos. He, he misses roll it every time. Every time. I, Spend it's a unbelievable. On it. It's a one again. It's a one again. Finally, get a wound. You fail the wound. Yeah. Like, you know, you hit, you fail the wound. Yeah, yeah. I don't, like, I don't understand it. It doesn't make any sense. It's just, that's the nature of things. The so nature to of, me. <laughs> taking into account the natural yeah. luck vortex that happens within a unit that has one shot or yeah. anything like that, regardless of its skill, it yeah. won't function. It's, but to speak to, to speak We're to talking troops. about troops here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I think Necrons have interesting troops. I think that Necrons are probably I don't want to say that they're overpointed maybe but I think that they are I've thought I've thought that there may be a point too expensive yeah I a think a point yeah I think Necron Warriors because there are are they 12 points something like that I feel like I would be willing to argue that 10 points would be fair because a fire warrior is 9 right I think you might be less. I'm Don't not. I can't remember. Say that to me. They're four points, Jordan. Maybe they're like eight or nine. They're or two. Like they're that. two points apiece. <laughs> because the thing with the warrior is like his strength and time is four. That's awesome. Yes. He's got the three up ballistic skill from Yep. Quickly. And That's a three great. up weapon skill. Yep. Uh, leadership ten. Awesome. Great. Um, the the warlords. That fearless ability. warlord trait awesome. incredible with uh, them the gun is what strength 4 minus 1 it's a bolter with AP minus yeah. 1 yeah. which is fantastic. super cool fantastic um, but I feel like GW priced them with the idea that like reanimation protocols was gonna be as good as it was in 7th edition yeah 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 and it's not it's not like 7th 7th edition reanimation was insane it was it was stupid it was I mean, insane 
it was unkillable. Necrons yeah. were unkillable. Like, yeah. I, I, basically any game I played against Necrons, at the end of the game, the Necrons didn't look like I had done anything. Yeah. And that, to them. like, which, obviously that was a bummer. Like, the fact that they could just, like, walk over it. But, but, like, thematically, it felt very the damage fluffy. output was kind of low. Yes. But, you could just wear the opponent down, and yeah. that felt really cool. And it Whereas feels now, like them, yeah. The damage output is really low, and they get blown away like they're made out of tissue paper. Like, yeah. The problem, know, the problem is that... It's very easy to remove. The problem is that reanimation orders. doesn't begin doing anything right. until your until turn. Until never. Until your turn. So if you wipe a unit... Right. The, then at then no point for did reanimation protocols come into play. Yeah. So you've paid the points for a unit that can do something that they right. can't do. Right. And it's not so, that hard. Um, it's not. It's not that hard to remove a blob of ten immortals or twenty warriors. Like it's not. It's With not concentrated, intense fire, you yeah. can do it. I will say, if, if your army can't do it, that's kind of your own fault. I would, you know, I would make that argument. Can if warriors you build your list to not? Can warriors be in squads of 30? 20. 20 is their biggest? Yeah. So if you take... You can make it a pain to get rid of that squad of 20 for sure. Yep. But like also it has to be kept in mind that the the way that reanimation is worded, there's only so many you can place back as well. Right. So like if you you whittle a squad down to one, the person's not going to bring back all 20. Right. Like, but... Saying that, because uh, I don't want to just go on and on and on, the ghost, I think if you're going to go with warriors, yeah. which I think is awesome and very cool, that a ghost art is, offers a lot of value. Yes. Because, especially because I think they came down in points. Yeah, I think they did. Um, they're, they're expensive, but yeah. their utility as buffing reanimation protocols mm-hmm. is so useful. Yeah. If if you're taking lots and of troops, and they're relatively quick, they're relatively quick. They've Their damage output is the same as a, a ten squad man squad of, yeah. of warriors, and um, they can also transport. So like a trick you can do is if your squad is beat to crap, yeah, put them inside. Yeah, you can roll reanimation for the squad while inside, they're inside, which is incredible. Get it back to ten. Yeah, and deploy them. Again. And and quantum shielding it's makes so them good. essentially immune to anti tank weapons, yeah. which makes them incredibly frustrating yeah. to deal with and living metal brings them I still a, a think back I still I don't I can't remember what they're pointed at now. Yeah. I don't think that they're to me they're like I don't know, 110, 120 points. Yeah. Like because they're only touching <clears throat> six with a four up save. You know what I mean? Right. Like so yeah. but that's the same as um uh the Venom, right? And yeah, it's the same and as those, Venom. And those have invulnerable saves and a built-in minus one to hit. Yep. Obviously, they don't have the same buffing ability. They don't have quite shielding But I mean, similar firepower. Yeah. yeah. You know, so I think... Yeah, you get 12 rapid-fire shots of Venom yeah. cannons on a Venom. So, so to me, I think... Um, or Splinter cannons. Obviously, Ghost Ark has 14 wounds, um, which is awesome. Yeah, that's great. But yeah, yeah I mean, what, thinking about it, I'm, I'm like, yeah, I'd pay 110, 120 points for that. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like they were like 160 when the book came yeah, out. Yeah, they were really like, expensive. I still use them in our in our games. Um, yeah, on film because they're not painted. Yeah, because I hate them. <laughs> um, but yeah, Necrons. Um, I love Necron troops. I love Immortals. I, I feel like there's not a lot to say about them because they're just like the Gauze Blaster's great and yeah. the 
the Tesla school. Immortals feel like sort of they they feel like how you want space marines to feel, where like yeah. they're really threatening, they're really resilient. Yeah. Um and you know what makes them resilient more than space marines because their stats are the same as reanimation protocols, but yeah. um have a if you have a cryptech nearby and you yeah, play it smart with the five because that's the thing, like being able to if you save a couple and you bring a few back. Yeah. Awesome. And I think more than almost any other army, except maybe like, I don't know, there's like maybe four armies that it just makes more sense than anyone else to like take troops yeah. is Necrons. Because Necrons to me are, Necrons are warriors. The, to me, I mean, I, we grew up with like third edition 40k, yeah, the Necron Codex out. at that time sort of was like the birth of the modern necrons because mm. before that we had like two pewter necron warrior models and like yeah. in a blister pack and that was what yeah. you get but like now you know with the the way that the fluff has been i mean with that edition third edition it like created the idea that the necrons are just these waves of like yeah. unending soulless automaton warriors with no personality or identity yeah. and they're, they're cool it's so awesome and like, i I think it's good. I think I they too. should be a little cheaper, but I think yeah. that mortars and immortals are are awesome. Yeah, if you're um, if you're like trying to run a competitive Necrons list, I feel like spamming troops is the way to go. It. I think yeah. you do it. A lot of people with are destroyers all, are probably. all about um, like wraiths and stuff. Yeah, which are also cool, I guess. Yeah, wraiths are really good. Like sort of like multi-utility. Yeah, for like, me, well, they're not true. We could talk about this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, for me, uh, warriors, I love them. Yeah, I'm, I'll always take at least forty. Yeah, when I play my Necrons. sixty, I think is awesome. Yeah, sixty is like. Yeah. A f- and in in our filmed game that we did, yeah, I did. I obviously didn't have my ghost arts. I had I had some right. weird list, but I do think that 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 um, a sixty warriors list with with two or three ghost arts, mm-hmm. I think that's like a a list that with the right. Um, like backup units yeah. to deal with like your heavy infantry and armor threats. Very good. I think that's even a just good core for a list. taking a bunch of scarabs to compensate yeah. for the slow speed of that army. Yeah, and to screen them. And to screen them. Um, that's because one thing I actually want to touch on briefly. Yeah, is I think that the new, for me at least, the new rules for the Averser. Oh my god! Basically invalidates the game. The like, new reverser rules are it's idiotic. Insane. It's the it's some of the dumbest rules writing. It's awesome from a fluff perspective. Yeah. Because it reminds me of the story in of that what, like little yes. assassin's book. Yeah. He was so cool and like unstoppable. He's exactly but in a game sense, it's like yeah. what what is this? Yeah, like he's got like a 3d6 inch charge 3d6 inch charge like 900 attacks and every model he kills he gets 900 more more attacks, attacks yeah and then like <laughs> he can consolidate six inches yeah which like when you think and then about, fight again and then fight again yeah with all those same but like yes realistically he's gonna chew through easily multiple two, infantry squads two infantry and squads then yeah he can consolidate again as far as i know mm-hmm I don't know if that's after like, the second combat. Yeah. I, think I don't can. know if I'm. I haven't read. Well, the maybe he can just fight time. again. I don't know. I don't but know. Maybe he can't. Consolidate whatever the case, one, I think he can. Though. One six inch consolidate. 
two fightings. It's filth. He has eight attacks. Because when you think about a six-inch consolidation move, yeah. it's your the amount of threat range that is increasing is, is massive. Yeah. Because, like, if you're... A, what opponent can afford to keep that much distance between right. their units? You can't. So you hit their screen. Yeah. If you position him... Say you've got some guard. I mean, I wish we were doing this on video. Now. I know. But, like, say you've got your space marines or your guard or, yeah. or your warriors. Where yeah. You have a lot, you know, of warriors or yeah. a lot of guard. Maybe you're keeping two or three inches between your units. Yeah. Even if you see that your opponent has an adversary and in your first turn you're like, I'm going to spread out. Where can you go? You have to, you have to keep eight or nine inches between units. Yeah. Because if your opponent sees that what you're trying to do, and comes for the edge of your unit. Yeah. That now his the width of his base, plus the fact that all he has to do is be within an inch of the unit he charged, yeah. means realistically he's got like two extra inches of threat. Yeah. And all he has to do is get within an inch. Right. Which means that you need to be thinking about trying to keep all your units eight or nine inches apart. Yeah. If you want to avoid having plus, him mow through one unit. Yeah. Consolidate. Fight again. Plus with a 3D six inch charge... He's getting so far into the unit before right. he even piles in. Right. So, like, really, he's getting this, like, like 24-inch range of movement yeah. from, like, when he begins his charge. But at least he's only 85 points. <laughs> so good for 85 points. It's one of those... It's one of the things where, like, it's it's fine. This isn't about the first No, and this but is... Like, I, I do want to... This is, this is another game we played. This is um, pre-Codex. Um I had just bought my Verser. I was super excited. I always wanted to use him. Eighth edition, I finally got one again. I put him in my Death Watch army. Um, he's part of like the fluff of that army. But he he was 70, 70 points before this new. And um, he still had eight attacks on the charge, <laughs> hitting on twos. He was already too Rerolling good. wounds, strength five, minus one. And I charged a unit of Necron Warriors that we were just talking about. Yeah. Uh, I think he killed... Um, like six in that first yeah. turn, and then the subsequent like three turns, he just didn't die, and yeah. he held them up, and he killed, I think like twenty warriors. Yeah. I think he killed because he blew up too. Yeah, and he took a couple more. I think he killed. I mean, you were reanimating, but yeah. he killed like twenty war. He basically but, killed the unit, right. and then they came back. And that's a squad. Like, okay, sure, maybe in the end, like they came back, but like you took. You take like a two hundred and forty point squad out of out of the game out of the game for, for seventy points for three and turns. now he's better. Yeah, now he's like, he's literally twice as good. Yeah, for fifteen. More I would points. argue he's more than twice as good. He's at least twice as because good. having access, to being able to fight a second time. Yeah, like and he gets an extra attack for each kill. Right, he makes. getting an extra attack for each kill and his improved other data sheet rules yeah. to me make him twice as good. Yeah, and then the stratagem. Makes him literally twice as good as being yeah. twice as good. Yes. So like that's quadruple. Yeah. He's the averser cubed. cubed. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so to me, the averser kind of changes everything. He's because he's so good. Like he's I so know, good. I know. Like in in like a hardcore competitive situation, probably those sure, players aren't counters. thinking about it. Yeah. But like in just like a casual game. Yeah. Because assassins are cool. They're and awesome. people are going to want to take them. I'm going to use my Averser. Like, and that means that like your friendly, like all comers yeah. list, you now have to think about the fact that like... I love that he's so good, an but Averser God. could just show up and you're like, 
ah, cool. I brought my, like, <laughs> I brought my guard. It's, I'm infantry heavy. Yeah. Oh, it's turn two. And there's a reverse. Oh, there's two, two squads gone. <laughs> he's wiped two units. He's now and in he's a third in unit. Your, now he's or, in your line. Or he's maybe in, he's held, holding up a tank. Right. And then, well, that's the thing. You kill two units yeah. and consolidate into. Yeah. Into or now or into with his, an officer or with his new rule, you fall back from him with your third infantry unit that he tied up and, and he kills them. four of them shooting <laughs> and he's done he's taken that many more points off the table. Yeah. He is so points efficient. Plus he's yeah. a melt bomb. Yeah. He he's he has anti-tank capability. Yeah. He's unbelievable. He's very good. He's so in my good. opinion like if you're if you're not playing like hardcore crazy, if you're just someone who's like going to you yeah. have to think about the aversary with your troops yeah. choices because they're like the... He the, could wipe right. half of uh, some army's, army's troops. Like, and this, again, like intercessors, yeah. this makes them... They have great utility because it's much harder to trigger his ability against multi-wound models. Yes. So like if you've got multi-wound troops... Yeah. Awesome. Not to mention, awesome. you know, it's easier to spread out with five-man teams right. than it is with like... Or the armies, armies that have... Um, affordable transport slot I, but i did yeah. want to mention him because i feel like he's an important component to the so idea good. of bringing troops like i i don't I, like I, i'm not a competitive player but i can i can imagine that imperial soup armies are going to want to take advantage of yeah. of that new way that you can just uh, plug and play with an assassin which is just super cool off. it's very cool. it's incredibly useful so like, i do wonder if if that's going to be common consideration for yeah. like competitive people i think a lot or if that's I think, just in my head no i i mean i'm obviously not a competitive player either but like i'm basically envisioning at least until the meta shifts again a a, a next wave meta of every imperial player leaving Thank 85 you. points in their list why not why wouldn't you do it? It's so because then you can good. finally take a Vindicare. Yeah, and whiff altar. And okay. and who hasn't been waiting for that opportunity? Yes. Um. No, but I mean the Vindicare is better. Anyway, we're talking. We yeah. don't need to talk about assassins yeah. anymore. So that's Necrons. We talked about Necrons. We talked about Necrons. Um. So we can talk about another Xenos army. Um. I guess orcs. Yeah. Um. So orcs. Troops, I think, are still an obvious choice. Yeah. You can buff the crap out of boys, yeah. and then I think you can get yourself up to, like, upwards of five attacks per boy. They're hitting on threes. That's very They're good. They're strength four. Um, you can, like... They have a blanket reroll charge roll for their mm-hmm. whole army, which is incredible. Yeah. Um, and then the mob roll makes it so that you are you don't have to worry about morale yeah. too much. It's like Necrons. Yeah. In a way, where, like, to me, boys are, like... Orcs. They are orcs, yeah. Like I love with the a elite few units cool as well. Special units, yeah. But like I when I think of Necrons and when I think of orcs. Yeah. I mean think about I, how many yeah. codex stories there are of like a wall of soldiers fighting like millions of orcs, yeah. you know, like because yeah. and millions of flash gets in battle wagons. Exa- that's what they are always mm-hmm. saying. They're not always saying that. They're saying boys mm-hmm. because that's the backbone of an orc army. And really I think boys are useful. No matter their loadout, because shooter boys, the fact that orcs hit always right. on sixes yeah. and get an extra shot when they hit on sixes means that this massive force of like th- hundreds and hundreds of sh- shooter shots yeah. is actually going to do damage. Yeah. And like, that's really, and the fact that they can only ever get one worse at shooting yeah. because they're all ballistic still five up, it's like, 
Yeah. You can just advance everything yeah. all the you time. They're care. always moving up. Yeah. You're happy to tie stuff up in combat because orcs get better when they get in combat. Yeah. So it's like no matter what you're doing, boys are so good to have. They're yeah. just so useful. They're actually, because of the re-rolling charges and stuff, they can actually be really fast. Like, yeah. um, I would say, honestly, like – don't worry about transports because just if you just put more points into boys yeah. instead, they'll yeah. get up the table like yeah, and just double your boys. Yeah, just double your boys up instead. And then if you take something like Death Skulls where they would all have a six up Involm, or Snake Bites where they all get a six up Film of Pain, or mm-hmm. um, that's tasty. Yeah, I mean, or you could take Blood Axes where they get better. They basically get Daka Daka Daka, but for yeah. close combat. Or you could take Flash gets. In, in battle, battle wagons, wagons uh, I I will say flash kids and battle wagons are incredible. Yeah. Like I can't believe how good flash yeah. kids are right now. And and to me, taking a big huge unit of flash kids still in a battle wagon is still awesome because yeah. you can still take eighty boys or yeah. whatever. And and the army is perfectly fluffy. Horde armies is you can take. Everything. You can take what you want. It's a yeah. it's a chocolate box, as like yeah. Winter's SEO loves to say. Yeah. Um, and uh, the orcs just have so many options available to them. Boys are so cheap for what they do that you can still build whatever army mm-hmm. you want and back it up with 60 boys easily. Yeah. And it's like, it's no problem. Yeah. But um, orcs basically, yeah, just don't – you don't run out of utility for boys. They're, yeah. they're so, so good. And you can – the fact that like knobs can be such ferocious close combat leaders, like yeah. you know, you put a power claw on a knob, and suddenly every squ- and a rocket launcher, and like yeah. every squad suddenly has the ability to blow up a vehicle or do damage to a vehicle. Yeah, and it's like that's really scary yeah. when you have so many boys. But anyway, that's I feel like we don't even need to say too much about boys because they're just so obviously good. Yeah, um, I feel similarly about. Um, the all the Eldari troops choices. Yeah, we can go into Eldari now. So they all function pretty differently, I would say. Yeah. The, all the all the Eldari factions. So obviously the troops choices for craft worlds, we have Rangers and Guardians yeah. and Dire Avengers. Yeah. So Rangers, I actually think have a lot of utility because I feel like a lot of a lot of people would agree yeah they have a lot they're very hard to displace mm-hmm. if you take a latok rangers they're minus two to hit yeah they get plus two to their save in, in cover um and then a squad of sniper rifles can be really scary yeah because then character enemy players have to think about should i hide my characters yeah. i have to think about line of sight everywhere it's like super disruptive to an enemy's battle line so rangers have their own function but they're not like a an aggressive option so that's where guardians and dire avengers come in guardians obviously have a very short range weapon but you can deep strike them in with the webway gate stratagem yeah you can use the guardian shield rule and give them a four up invuln yeah they're hitting on threes their weapons are two shots they're basically a bolter but on sixes they get ap minus three now, when you take into account the fact that it's very easy for Eldar to get rerolls on hitting and wounding with psychic stuff, it's very good. They <laughs> guardians become incredible. Like yeah. I've seen guardians pick apart knights with buffs like that. Like I feel like I mean I feel like that's the thing with yeah with the Eldar is like 
it's so efficient good. it's all so their efficient. stuff is good but yeah. guardians are they're very good guardians are like a top tier troop choice because yeah. of all the augmentation you can do like yeah. there there's eldar psychic is so strong yeah. you can make a unit like that overwhelmingly strong yeah and then if you put a special weapons team in there right. and it's like a shuriken cannon utility. yeah they can still move with it shuriken so cannons are assault three their strength six but they still do the same thing as a regular shuriken weapon and then they can tank wounds so it's like and then dire avengers are just better guardians which i think they're worth their points upgrade because they're they're, very cool. they're really good yeah um you know the 18 inch range on a on a dire avenger ca- uh, shuriken catapult that's so good for two yeah. shots each um and they're four up save they're yeah. just they're, they're very great. good i think they're and they're so just cool. so fast you can put minus one to hit on any troops choice with yeah. the uh battle focus means they can advance and shoot without penalty eldar craft are just incredible yeah. they're so so strong I actually i kind of think that maybe the dark eldar um warrior is like a bit meh yeah yeah but on, only by comparison in comparison yeah, to yeah. The so compared to other troops choices it's like a very solid yeah choice. i would say so yeah so the we can go to drakari now so drakari have obviously like three types of three sort of schools of of war so there's the cabals and you get cabalite warriors there's um the witch cults, and you get witches, and then mm-hmm. homunculus covens, you get racks. Yeah. Um, my army is predominantly racks because yeah. I like the homunculus covens more. Um, which, <laughs> if you take racks, you take prophets of flesh, you get a four up involved on your troops. Um, if you have a homunculus nearby, their toughness goes up to five, I think. Yeah. And then um, with power from pain, you're getting a six up, feel no pain on them. Yeah. Racks are so hard to displace. Like I, It's funny you say that, because in the only games we've had against your Dark Eldar, I never even got a chance to try to displace them. I know that. Because I had lost in the first turn. So quickly. Of both games. Yeah. And I don't even remember to what. I was getting first turn charges. That's yeah. That's why... I mean... Yeah, I mean, there's... That's there's... why I stopped playing Warhammer. <laughs> if you put racks in... Uh, raiders fly them up the table that's what I did I put racks and raiders flew them up the table they have those weird guns that can cause mortal wounds the yeah. special weapon you can give them um, they're actually pretty good in combat uh, they're so hard to kill and then if you do kill a bunch of them you can spend CP and bring them back full strength yeah um, which didn't, I did I didn't even know that because there, I did it in one of our games because you, you, sure you had managed to sure kill three notice. of a five-man rack yeah. squad, and I was just like, oh, "I'll just spend yeah. some CP since I don't need them for anything else." Right? Pulled so them. many. I had and so it many. Was such a clear win. It was such a clear victory, yeah. and then I pulled the racks on to your table edge. I do recall do that. that now. And then I started shooting you in the yeah. back with this racks unit. Yes, I do remember when you shot me in the back. Yeah, as a as any friend would mm. would do. So obviously. I think racks are a very good, solid, like when they get the right support, if you use Prophets of Flesh, you use Homunculus uh, to back them up, they're like weirdly hard to kill sometimes. Um, And then you've got, yeah, Cobblelight Warriors are sort of like the guardian analog. So 
They're the same thing, except their guns different, basically. Yeah. So the splinter weapons are interesting because I feel like more often than not, you won't feel like they're that good. Because like yeah. against basic infantry wounding on a four would be the equivalent of them being strength three, yeah. um, which is whatever. It, it makes them sort of a mediocre. But when you – the fact is that they can get so many shots because like if you have them in a venom and then your venom's flying up the table, your venom has 12 rapid fire shots and then you combine that with the guys inside wow. – that's like, I do love too that like you know it it helps when you're thinking like okay what do I shoot if you're shooting at infantry yeah it doesn't matter yeah like you can they can sh- they can shoot with the same effectiveness yeah. at whatever you need them to shoot it's at. super and consistent it's super consistent as far as like determining the functionality of that yeah. unit like. You can fight a wraith guard is as easy to kill as a guardsman or whatever. And then they can also have a blaster. Yeah, you can give them pretty awesome uh, shredders, I think, are actually really good too. They have some really um, powerful infantry, uh, heavy weapons and special weapons. And then witches actually have some really interesting utility too, because as we've said, Drakari are quite capable of first turn charges Mm -hmm. because they're just impossibly fast. So then when you have a unit of witches that's making a first turn charge and they're capable of not letting their opponent fall back. Yeah. That's what makes witches like really scary from a, like a, I think a, the standpoint of table control and yeah. messing with your opponent. Like witches may not do a ton of damage, but they are so disruptive because yeah. of that. Um, and when they're in combat, they have a four up involved because they're so dodgy. So, like, I think they all function, basically. Plus, in turn three on, Dark Eldar hitting on twos in combat, so... Which is very good. Very good, which is, I think, and then with combat drugs and stuff, which has become, I think, very useful in combat. Um, So, really, I think Drakari, all of their troops' choices have function, for sure. And a lot of what you take will depend on, like, what you're theming your army around, I think yeah. it's really cool that Drakari are almost like three armies in one. Um, and when that book came out and they had that cool patrol patrol detachment rule where you could like get CP for taking three patrols. Yeah, and then they invalidated it. And right they invalidated after. it with the battalions being more yeah. points and they never fixed it. Right. So now why would you ever do that? Right. But I love that. I love that about them. Um, <laughs> my army immediately just became instead a battalion with a <laughs> useless attached patrol or whatever. Yeah. Um, but uh, obviously, Drakari aren't suffering for that. They're no. a very strong army. No, they're very good. It's um, just kind of funny. It's Yeah, it's just funny. Um, and then in in the nature of, of the witches kind of Harlequins, yeah. um, we can talk about Harlequins blindingly fast. Uh, the four in Vuln, army wide with an army that again can quite consistently make a first turn charge um they they have um the the uh what's he called the psyker um the shadow seer mm-hmm. uh his debuff of a minus it's one so to good. wound against toughness three infantry around him that that's incredible yeah. like that's so strong in an yeah. army like this when you combine that with the fact that anything can get a minus one to hit on it, most uh, all their vehicles already have a minus one to hit on them. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, they do. Th- that's obviously not talking about troops, but it all plays in because... Your troops are going to be in transports. Yeah, and, Harlequins. and I, I think Harlequins aren't really an army that you... They are the only troops choice players, the only troops choice. Yeah. And, and they also don't, they don't, the whole army has like nine options or something, you know, like you really have to take troops if you want something that isn't like. It it is a weird fit in this because they, they are the army. They are the Harlequins. Yeah. You're not, I mean, bikes maybe, but you're not taking a bunch of like, I don't know. Well, it seems like what else are you taking? Right, like, exactly. <laughs> like thirteen death gestures, right? I, yeah. So, maybe. <laughs> um, so the the um, I mean, competitively speaking, it seems like people think taking huge blobs of um, Skyweaver jet bikes with with haywire is they're like the competitive option. But they're not troops. They're not troops. <laughs> um, I'm just saying, like. I can see maybe someone sort of eschewing. Um, I mean, the, the CP. versatility of that unit. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for and sure. and the fact that you can players can be equipped. Each player can be equipped with whatever loadout you want. Yeah. So, like my, um, you know, I didn't try to make a competitive list, so my players don't all just have like, you know, I don't just have like five. Sky Weaver or Star Weavers filled with fusion pistol yeah. dudes. Like you have four. I have four. Let's be fair. No, I, I actually have two, and then the rest of my guys are foot slogging because they're yeah. so fast that like yeah. with um uh oh what's the word uh, rising crescendo yeah um they can advance and charge in the same turn. You have psychic powers where you can move twice. So if you advance and charge, advance, or I mean, move and ch- advance, advance, and then you charge in the same turn, you're getting massive distances. Yeah. Like I think you can auto advance six inches too yeah. on units. There's just it's it's ridiculous. It's a lot. Um, so a lot of people I've heard people say, and actually I've talked to a lot of people who've like been to tournaments. Um, just like through the channel i've i've spoken to people and they typically say harlequins are like not a competitive army which is yeah. really interesting um but i kind of get it in the context of like soup and stuff where yeah. like they're not really but in casual games it's like hard to make a bad harlequins yeah. list like i feel like that's we it's probably everyone probably knows this about us but like when we talk about this stuff we're talking in terms of like like a ca- like a casual game where you know how to play. Right. We're not so talking like, about like new players right. who don't know what they're doing. We're talking about, you know what you're doing, but your goal isn't to smash your opponent right. into You're nothing. building like an all-comers list. Yeah. And I'm usually talking more in context of like when one army has stuff that's so good. Yeah. That even in like an all-comers list, it's like, uh, it's just still so good. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. an all-comers Eldar list. Yeah. Or Harlequin's list, in my opinion, yeah, can cause problems for just an like a, and maybe even all covers isn't the right word, but like a just a list that's containing like a variety of units, yeah, from like you know, one on the from like, one faction from one faction built on this idea of having like your anti infantry, your anti air, your anti mech, whatever yeah. you know, like you're covering your bases, yeah, and I feel like a, like Harlequin's can can cover those bases, yeah. The player does it all. I yeah. mean, like, 
it it stands to reason that the player is their only troops choice because yeah. it's all they need. I yeah. mean, like you know, other than character support and vehicles, they their army is players, and yeah. and players can be whatever you kind of want them to be. And yeah. I think they're very good. It's interesting because like they're super expensive per model, kind of for like a single infantry model, but. I always think about comparing them to like the same uh, unit of five or six players versus a squad of equivalent points boys, which is obviously yeah. like a huge squad of like 20 boys or something like that. Um, so that would completely come down to like who charges who. Right. Like you're getting five players could wipe 20 boys, no problem in, yeah. in combat with support. 20 boys could wipe five players in combat no problem it just depends on who fights first yeah. and because of the maneuverability of players yeah they're so capable of making sure yeah. that the fight happens on their terms it's yeah. like that's what makes them so yeah. strong and i'm sure a seven player could do well in a competitive sure scene. yeah yeah i mean like they're not it's not like they're i think someone who knows how to play an army in the yeah. game basically i think that guard winning the the vegas open proves as such an awesome at least to me that like I, I don't know the circumstances. I don't know like, yeah. who is facing or what. Yeah. But it seems to me like if you can win with a guard list that's like relatively normal, yeah. then like you can probably make, yeah. you can probably make Harlequins, you know, get into the top. Oh yeah. Yeah. Top ranks. Of the there's a, well. there's an interview with the, with the, that player. I haven't mm-hmm. listened to it yet, but yeah. um, I'm, I intend to. He, he brought loaded dice. Didn't he? <laughs> yeah, we just brought loaded it. No, I, but to to see what essentially is a guard list with one knight in it, like yeah. that's not that's not really like disgusting soup. That's just no. he knew how to make a good guard list, and then he obviously was amazing at playing it. Yeah. And to see that list beat all the generic loyal thirty two soups out there, yeah. and um all the Inari lists and all the, you know, the Eldar cheese and stuff like yeah. that's so awesome. Like I'm so pleased that that list won yeah. that thing. Um, so yeah, so there's, there's that there's yeah. um, that that's basically players. And then I guess uh, Tyranids are one of the yeah. only factions left. So um, Tyranid infantry are, Definitely. I mean, I think they all have use. My mm. army is like Hormigon heavy. Like, yeah. you know, you I've get... actually been thinking about Tyranids in the back of my mind as we've been talking about this. Yeah. And I feel like they're kind of a weird one. Yeah. I feel like it's like. Sure. You know <laughs> I, what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, okay. I feel obviously Tyranids are often run as like a horde type yeah. list because people love like tons of bugs. Um, I think probably the the best version of like an infantry heavy tyrannous list is probably to emphasize gene stealers yeah um but like horogons and terminates are fine yeah but there's nothing about them that jumps out to me as like well that's i often think about my tyrannous list and i think about it just sort of like struggling against other armies because horogons are very fast and they can tie up a lot of stuff, but they actually die incredibly quickly. They die very fast. Yeah. 
they weirdly don't put out as much. They basically don't do damage. Damage as you'd think. Yeah. It's really hard to maneuver them around. Yeah, there's so many of them. And then just like from a like a, of an emotional perspective of the player, yeah, moving. They're a pain to move. Yeah, they fall over. They get yeah. The models are all lopsided. Like, they're all forward leaning. Yeah. So it's like you <clears> get, they're covered you're in little to move hooks. A hundred of them. Yeah. You just want you just want to die. You just want to stop. Yeah. Like, they're everywhere. Yeah. The, my movement phases with that list takes so yeah. long. Like sometimes you just get fed up and are just like piling. I just pile them up. Yeah. And it's like this sudden the table looks terrible. It's a mess. Like, yeah. Obviously for filmed games I'll never do that, yeah. but it. We will need a very long day probably yeah. to play games yeah. with Tyranids. Um, but then, like, you go through all that trouble, and then, like, they all just die. They, they just don't do die anything. And they whiff. And you're yeah. like, but, like, they're cheap. So they are bad. cheap. But they're not, to me, I'm not like. Yeah. I mean, like, you, you I, take them. I don't think it's and worth. I don't think it's worth, like, spending any points buffing them with, like, no. toxin sacks or adrenal glands. No. Adrenal glands are, like, good. Like, I, my whole function of my army is I want it to be super fast. I take Kraken. They get, you know, their advanced rolls are 3D6 inches rolls. And then you choose the highest. They're Kraken across yeah. the table. And then the rest of the army, basically, they have um, uh, Malanthropes giving them the minus one to hit. And then it's great. great. They have uh, Toxicrine sort of, like following them as as support so the hormigons the the idea of the list is the hormigons just flood everything do you remember when my sentinels killed your toxicrine with overwatch yeah um so, so we talk about custodies <laughs> so, so i will say gene stealers are very good they're very good they're very good if you give them a broodlord they're hitting on twos they get extra attacks if there's a bunch of them. They have a, a zillion attacks with yeah. rending claws, sixes They're or so AP minus four. They're so obviously the correct The strongest choice, choice yeah. They're the, cool models. They're cool rules. Yeah. They've got synergy. I will say something that kind of bums me out about Hormigons is that Gene Stealers are so much better and Termigants can replenish if you mm-hmm. take a Turvagon. Yeah. Hormigons don't have a Turvagon Hormigon. Right. And maker. that's what makes them a great choice to leave at home. To leave at home. Yeah. And, and take a better troop. It's it's almost like playing playing with an army of 90 Hormigons is almost like playing like 16 games of Barrel of Monkeys at the same time. <laughs> where you like you pick one up and, and 35 all, like come off kinda, the table. That's how I feel with Necron Warriors. Sometimes. Yeah, because they have the hook blade yeah. thing they on the end of their guns. Everything. Yeah, it's great. It's great. We had a we had a theory with we may have mentioned it in the video that the hook is to grab onto a passing ghost. Yeah, arc. and they just r- yeah. take a ride. They just, yeah, they're not in it. They're no, just they're just hanging. Yeah, from grappling because on. that happens every time I try to move a ghost star. Yeah, I'm just like, oh no. Yeah, there's a warrior. Attached. You've picked up. You at notice least it one. a turn later when yeah. you're removing casualties, and you're like, wait. Yeah, there should be another warrior here. <laughs> He's attached to the ghost star. Oh, so. And then on top of that, I've chosen to take three Toxicreens in my army. Yeah. Toxicreens take up the space of about 17 knights each. Um, and, <laughs> they're they're, and their tentacles are just in everything. So, <laughs> just gathering up Hormagons. <laughs> yeah. So basically combining 90 Hormagons and three it's a nightmare. Um, Toxicreens, is, it's kind of like I just hate myself. Yeah. I'm not really sure... Why do well, that? You, it's funny because you do always get a little depressed when you're playing your tier. Yeah, I know. Cause they don't, they never really do anything. But the, <laughs> I, I still, they're the units I like. It's mm-hmm. always going to be the way I run my yeah. nids. 
Um, but Gene Steelers are probably a But better. Gene Steelers are probably the strongest but troops choice. probably also a more fun choice because... Or Termigans. Yep. They're less of a pain yes. to deal with. Termigan models physically. are way less of a pain to yeah. deal with. And I think they offer you some more interesting in-game uses besides just like run up the table, yeah. hope you make it, get there and win. Because Termigans can like hold objectives. Yeah. You don't feel you're like... Not, yeah, you're not going to hold objectives yeah. with your armor guns. You don't feel Unless like... you're like... Um, chaining them out oh yeah whatever, yeah yeah know, doing like, something like that but um so yeah i mean i would say that the hierarchy of troops choices would go gene stealers termigans hormigants but i'm a hormigants boy yeah so what am i but gonna they're do great. And, they are and like a, cool. a data sheet changer a special rule or something in the future could, could just fix them right. yeah because they're still a fun unit i will say like their speed is amazing yeah. like they're so fast yeah. um uh, like yeah when you built that list on paper, it was terrifying. Yeah. But in reality... They just get mowed yeah. down. It's amazing how quickly you can yeah. chew through 90 Hormigons. Well, I just remember in one of our first games, you were playing your Tyranids. This was like early early 8th edition. Mm-hmm. Maybe one of our first 8th edition games. And I was running a bad guard list. Mm-hmm. It was like a bunch of Lehman Russ um, exterminators. Yeah. Which I, I love them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but they're bad. That's the autocannon the auto ones. Yeah. So it was like that was bad, and I just I couldn't get to you. Sentinels with last cannons, yeah, bad, yeah. And I was running <laughs> ogrens, not bulgrens. Not I was just bulgrens. running ogrens, yeah. And like your horrigans hit my ogrens, yeah, and just stopped, yeah. Like that you, my army just stopped kill, there. They couldn't effectively get through. Like you were killing them slowly, very slowly, but like, yeah. Oh, they have five up saves. I know, and like they just couldn't get the wounds through. Wounds that were getting through weren't enough. And I'm not going to spend like two points per model giving them toxin sacks to do two wounds on a six or two damage on a six. It's like not worth it. It's not worth it when you're taking that many. The points add up so so fast, and then suddenly the casualties go from like I can take it to like ow. Yeah, I mean thirty thirty hormigons. You put toxin sacks on them. Right. The unit goes up 60 points. Yeah. That's too much. That's insane. I that's mean, too much. Yeah. I just can't. There's no justification for it. And, you know, the list has two firants in it. It's got... Uh, it now has a broodlord because the turn has gone down in points a little bit, which is super cool. Yeah. Um, which allows me to get um, more CP because I have now enough to make two battalions. Um, but... It's it's not an optimized Tyranids list by any means. I just chose the models. Yeah. I like I I love the idea that there's like this poisonous cloud and then these little guys, just tons of little guys just rush yeah. and crowd up everything, gunk up everything, and then the feeder beasts sort of come after and, and eat yeah. everything. And Toxicreens are good. They're they're very, very good. good. When they don't get killed. When they don't get shot off the table. By a but yeah. So uh that's Tyranids. That's Tyranids. Gene Stealer Cult yeah. um is I think I'm gonna say Gene Stealer Cult just seems stronger than Tyranids. Yeah. Um because of the power of their you know, their ambush rules. Mm-hmm. Um and and their troops choices are actually very effective. I mean yeah. neophyte hybrids are essentially like guard. Yeah. Um but they're guard that can pop up anywhere. Yeah. And their heavy weapons are actually, like, often better. Uh, yeah. Um, like a mining laser is, like, a better yeah. last cannon, basically. I want to know what, like, what storehouse these guys are raiding for this 
incredible because equipment. my guard need access to yeah. this. The 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 troops are are dedicated uh, men and women fighting in the Astra Militarum need better equipment. Yeah. And because and, these these guerrilla fighters yeah. have them outclassed. So clearly they need to start raiding some um mining complexes yeah. and stuff to take yeah uh, get some of those heavy mortars what yeah. is what do they need mortars for in mining well you know i need to know for stuff that's not as far as <laughs> as far i don't i've never mind i've never mind but i can't imagine that it's done with mortars and don't forget they need flamers that have a 12 inch range heavy flame is a 12 inch range that. yeah those um the jackal atv things have like a 12 inch range heavy flamer mm-hmm. for reasons um heavy mining laser has d3 shots instead of one yeah. for a lot it's just a better last cannon. how many points i don't remember it's around the same as a last cannon like that. which is great because it's better mm-hmm. so what you you can feel confident yes. that your genius are called army it's just going to be better. Not to mention, um, they have access to pure strain gene stealers, which are oh the best Tyranid infantry unit. So really, you can take a really scary combat army and uh-huh. take a, a better uh, guard infantry mm-hmm. army and merge them into something yep. truly awful because it pops up all over the table. I love that. It's, it's really just the best thing about them, I would say, is everything. Yeah. Um, and they have psychic support that's really strong. Oh, good. Uh, way more psychic options than yeah. like the guard or whatever. Guard, guard do have psychic stuff. Yeah, they do. But their psychic powers are like whatever. It's clearly a first, like early days psychic yeah. powers. Yeah, it's yeah. like you know, whatever. It's fine. The um, the uh, rock grinder um vehicle is an amazing combat vehicle, which yep. is like. It's just crazy. Their vehicles are also better than... Yeah, well, that's, that's this, the thing. This isn't a Gene Sero Codex review. <laughs> this is... Yeah, yeah. We've, we've gone purely off topic. Okay, so Neophyte Hybrids, yeah. basically better guardsmen. Yeah. Um, pure strain Gene Stealers, one of the best combat infantry units in the game. Yeah. Um, and then you've got um, Acolyte Hybrids, I think. Yep. And... Uh, I think the metamorph hybrids are elites choices or something, but the acolyte hybrids are actually remarkably good. I haven't built them yet. You got to build them. Um, those special weapons they can take like, um, the rock, uh, drill and the rock saw or whatever yeah. they're called. All those things are very good. Yeah. Not to I am mention to build mine for kill team. I yeah. do have a jeans though called skill team. That's fantastic. It's not, painted no but problem. you've done some written bat reps around them and i actually have one too based on that's fighting set them. in a game with them yeah yep. and that's super cool that'll be up on the website when that's ready to go <laughs> it is a it's a funny joke to say that but um yeah so the gene sealer cult troops are just they're great they're great they're I fun mean, they're, they're cool super fun they're all, all super the thematic the models are so cool i love yeah. The mining outfits and stuff. I love the like weird half human, like three armed things. That's just so bizarre and Lovecraftian yeah. horror of them is so cool. Yeah. I always thought Gene Stiller cults were like the best horror story in 40k. Yeah. They're so cool. They're very cool. Um, so there's there's no there's no problem there. No. Um, I think what are left for factions? The custodies. 
and Battle Sisters. Sisters Battle. I almost feel like Battle Sisters, it's not worth... Talking about? Talking about. Yeah. Because Battle Sisters have such limited options right yeah. now. And I it's haven't, all going to... I feel like it's all going to change. Change, yeah. I mean, I, I haven't explored their beta codex too Me much. Neither. But they... I'm, I won't say I think their troops are bad. I think um, Sororita's troops are... My impression from what I've read and what I've seen is that the battle a battle sister squad is sort of like a tax. It's generic yeah. because uh and, and then all of their other units are just like better. They do those things but better. Yeah. Like Dominion or squads. Or like their, they have support units and like the Battle Sister Squad are there to fill the same role as like a, a tactical marine. Right. But you will, like they're you know but yeah. they're cool. But there's not a lot to say about them. I agree. I and I think without the boulder discipline drill, they're gonna. Right. I, I hope their points compensate for the fact that they're clearly just not as good as space marines. Yeah. Like their toughness is three. Their, um, I think their weapon skill might be four up. Even though yeah, their weapon skill, skill yeah, I believe is yeah four up. I love I love sisters. They're of battle. super cool. I think they um, have a six up involvement or something they do. with the yeah. shield of faith. So they I just have to- don't. They only also only have one troops choice. Troops choice. Yeah. So I feel like there's not a lot to say because Yeah, yeah. I would say too that like the sisters have a lot of very unique options and it's not their troops. Yeah. So I would If you're say, taking troops, you're taking it for a battalion. Yeah. You're getting a three up exactly. three person with a you know bolt there. Yeah. I would say they're more than a lot of armies, they are gonna feel like attacks. Yeah. Um sort of similar to the way tactical marines feel yeah. in for space marines right now, yeah. there's just stuff that does that better. Yeah, um, I feel like custodes. I did the, I feel like there's also not a ton to say because their models are all basically the same guy. Yeah, custodes. I mean, similar to harlequins. I think yeah. like their their core troops are sort of just their whole thing. Yeah. And like their elites are just variations. Yeah. But the core troop is so good. The custodian guard are incredible. I mean, yeah. like. Uh, no, maybe, obviously not competitively because you don't see right. them. But just like, they're so cool. They're so cool. And their data sheet's very good. It's so, three wounds, stuffness five, two yeah. up save. They all have a, a four up involm. Yeah. It's like. Yeah. They're so good. And their I mean, damage can, output is crazy. Yeah. If you bring enough firepower, obviously you can shoot you're gonna shoot table. through it. Yeah. But they're like I would not I would never feel bad about taking three units of custodian guard. Yeah, I mean in a, like in a battalion. I'd be more than happy to do it. There's no I don't think that doing an alternative to that is like a better thing. Yeah. Custodian guard are different. not a tax unit. Yeah. They're they're as effective as anything yeah. else. I think really the only the only reason I wouldn't want to take them is because their their only weapon options are the guardian spear. Yeah. And I think the axe is so, yeah. so good. And it's like, you would just want to take the wardens or the Alaris because yeah. they can have the axe. But like, other than that, they're the same thing. I mean, they're right. just as tough and yeah. it's just load out. It's just load out. Um, and even then the guardian spear is great. I mean, it's it not is. like a bad gun and you can give them storm shields, which other yeah. units can't, take so like you can you could have your your troops choices be like the most durable of your army and they could just be there to sort of soak stuff up and hold objectives and then you could 
your damage out could put could be relegated to three captains on three Don shield Eagle. captains on yeah. Don Eagle jet bikes or two three blind Eagle smash captains on and Don you Eagle drop jet the custodies and you take a knight and loyal 32 and you run that as your raven wing list dude i hadn't even thought about that as a list yeah. option yeah 32 guardsmen that's mm-hmm. super cheap a castle yeah. knight very strong right and so then smash you have captains. enough cp to fuel your smash captains and your knight yeah yeah i think i'm gonna start trying this out i feel like that's a legs. really good new idea yeah i just have to pick up the dark angels book because i do want to run it as raven wing well i mean it has to be and the yeah. vigilance defiant books you can run that specialist detachment yeah. of all those models you don't take yeah so i think that's all the troops I believe so. I think we've covered all the troops. Jesse, if we forgot a faction, let us know. <laughs> Please let us know, Jesse. And now we actually have a growing uh, fan base. I'm really happy to say. Yeah. Well, we'll uh, see how many of them made it this far into the podcast. Yeah, this is a long podcast. <laughs> hopefully I, the recorder is still running. And hopefully this is sort of compensation for how long it's been since we yeah. released one of these. I was happy to have it go this long. I hope you guys... Enjoy listening to this long-form podcast. We're sort of all over the place with the time limits on these things, but yeah. it, it depends on the, the topic, I would say. Yeah. We just talk until there's nothing else to say. But we tried to fit all this in in this one episode, and I do just want to say I'm, I'm so pleased that um, this channel has, even in its humble smallness that it's in right now, it, I, I've brought together people from disparate parts of the world to talk. Um, you know, I go into the discord, which is free, by the way, anyone can join the discord. It's free. You can just go in there and just start talking to people. It's great. It's free. I'm not in there. Jordan doesn't go in there. Um, Rick definitely doesn't go in there. And, and Tyler, we don't even talk. I do. In fairness though, I do. I don't say much, Yeah, but I do read a lot of what's being said. So, um, if you guys go in there, um, Orphan of Cadia is one of our newest members, mm-hmm. and he's been super um, participatory in there. He's uh, given people tips on um, hobby stuff. He's awesome stand-up dude from Canada, and he's. I go in there. I you know I I'm busy, and then I go into Discord, and he's having a conversation with people from the UK, and it's like they never would have talked you know if we hadn't had another discord they were probably friends already. they were probably friends already yeah dylan and orphan probably just friends already yeah. um no i i i feel i feel touched that i could be a part of the people coming together in the hobby and um i really am just super excited to be um participating in conversation with you guys all the time on there and I'm so grateful that the podcast seems to be something you guys want because I feel like every time we go without doing it for a while, people are like, when's the next podcast episode? Yeah. And to to feel wanted is such a rare fruit. <clears throat> so um, that being said, uh, thank you guys so much for listening. I hope this is still recording. <laughs> and uh, um, in which case, it's gonna be if it's really not, you're not listening. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, I hope we can just keep getting more content out to you at a at a fairly regular pace. Obviously, we're all busy, but um, you know, 
it being free content. We do it when we can. And, um, I just want you guys to have this stuff if you like it. And I, if you like listening to us, we obviously will keep doing it. If you guys have any topics you guys want us to talk about, feel free to go into the discord. And, uh, there's a, there's a section on the podcast. Just, and just spam it with just what you want. Just spam it with whatever dumb questions you guys could come up mm-hmm. with. We could do like a Q&A sometime if we ever if we had enough listeners. Yep. That could be fun. If we know we can get some listeners in real time. Yeah. Um, or even just people post their questions, we take them and we answer them and like Well, this. that um I'm I would love I to. I just do. don't know how many people would even would throw a question if it's like three people. Well, one person could have a Q&A that takes up the whole thing if it's a deep enough thing. So whatever the case, so if you guys... Don't ask a boring question. Just be really... Don't waste our time, yeah. okay? Don't waste our time. This is... <laughs> uh, in all seriousness, please ask whatever you yeah. want. And I, would love, I would love to do that. I would that love question. to do that. It'd be super fun. And um, I really want to get Rick on here too. So yeah, We tried tonight. We tried tonight. didn't work out. But yeah. hopefully soon uh, all three of us will be able to podcast together. Um, Tyler probably will never be safe Tyler on a podcast. probably won't ever be on the podcast. But that's okay. Yeah. He's still a part of the crew. He's just yes. a... He's very busy. He's very busy. I mean, and like, I haven't seen Tyler in forever. Yeah. And it's way more work when he's in a podcast for me as I edit uh, all of his yeah. bleeps and yeah. bloops. Because I'm not going to do that. Well, I'll yeah. do some compression and stuff before I send you the mix, but I'm not going to. Yeah. It's, I'm, I'm the legwork guy here. Yeah. So, um, I'm not going to censor. So, yeah, that. I don't see him being on the pod. Also, just like Tyler is more of a, he's less of a narrative player. I think he's, he's less, a man of action. Yeah, he's less ingrained in like this sort of granular stuff we talk about on the podcast. So, um, he will probably just be there for comic relief and bat reps um, for the most part. Um, but yeah, so uh, but Rick. Rick is, he's doing a deep dive into the lore. He's, he's getting himself learned on all this stuff. And, um, he's trying to come up with a really strong thematic army that makes a lot of narrative sense. And he wants, um, you know, the chaos forces that are included in the Meritus campaign to feel as lived in and fleshed out as everything else that we're doing. Um, so, and I think he's done a great job so yeah, far. I'm looking forward to to seeing them on the channel. Yeah. Really more looking of them, forward to seeing them in Celtic. Looking forward to seeing them in Fort Cat. Really looking forward to seeing more um Death Death Guard will be the sort of first thing he does, but there will be more to follow that even. Yeah. And um also his his uh Death Guard and I did a 40k game, Tau versus Death Guard as a prep work to actually mm-hmm. filming a game, and it was an awesome narrative game. Super super um like exciting um thematic game the one time i'm not there yeah jordan wasn't there we've never it probably (laughs) looks good on film when you're in the room yeah the games are terrible (laughs) nothing happens you go three turns all you do is roll one there's a reason we coined the term snail biter yeah we edit we edit a lot of those ones out because it's just too much. <laughs> Th- the, the thousands of ones are edited out of every game they you see. They just flood the table. Um, 
So anyway, I'm, I'm so appreciative that you guys, uh, tune in. Uh, we will hopefully have more content out to you very, uh, very soon. As of me recording this, I just released another bat rep of 40k, our second 40k bat rep. Is that uh, guard verse? That is Hold the on. Imperium Coalition versus yeah. Minecraft World. Yeah, yeah. Um, which uh, it's the debut of us seeing most of that mm-hmm. stuff on the channel. So it was a, a very fun narrative experience. I think. Yeah, it's definitely it's. It's all these games are designed to continue the story of our campaign. So we're not really concerned with um, power building or, you know, anything like that, or even playing super, you know, in, in it to win it kind of stuff. We, we play in a way that we think makes sense for our factions. And um, hopefully that makes it very entertaining because yeah. it does to me. That's, yeah. that's why we do this. And hopefully you guys are also into the narrative aspect of, of these games because it seems like... If not, spam the Discord. Please spam the Discord and tell us to stop caring about yeah. where our little men come from. Yeah, and then I'll just run Loyal 32. Perfect. I'll just run Inari. It'll be great. Guys, It'll... thanks so much <laughs> for listening. Um, this and... is going to be the last podcast. <laughs> Jordan's, Jordan's going home for good. Uh, so that's it and uh, thank you so much for listening and hopefully we, we will be back very soon thanks guys